Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, We're continuing our examination of some background here of the parables of Jesus, and we're in Matthew 24. Uh, Matthew 24, 25, again, some of the most important portions of Scripture. We've gone through the first three verses. Let me go back and read those first three verses to remind us of what's happening. And then I want to just give, uh, just read through verses 4 through 14 today, and then we'll probably talk about it later. But I want you to see how Jesus responds, or begins to respond, I should say, to a question. So Matthew 24, 1 says this, Jesus came out from the temple and was going away when his disciples came up to point out the temple buildings to him. So remember that uh, disciples, Jesus just had this encounter with the scribes, Pharisees, those hypocrites in Matthew 23. He comes out. It had been an intense time. I think the disciples were trying to do a little uh, lightning of the moment type of thing. Jesus wasn't having anything to do with it. Verse 2, he says this. Jesus said to them, do you not see all these things? Truly, I say to you, not one stone here will be left upon another, which will not be torn down. So he just makes that comment to him, and that's all the Matthew account gives us. Verse 3, he says this, As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, so they left the temple, and they go over to the Mount of Olives. As he's sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things happen, and what will be the sign of your coming? And of the end of the age. Now, one of the other gospel tells us that four disciples came to him privately and wanted to know about what? These things. Well, what things? Well, apparently the Lord had been talking to them about some things. He'd already told them that the temple would be destroyed, not one stone left upon another. And apparently maybe even some other things. <clears throat> and they're saying, when will these things happen? And what is going to be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus had been telling them that there would be some sign. And boy, that really messes with a lot of people's end-time understanding when they begin to realize that there's going to be a sign of Jesus' coming again. Now, verse 4, Jesus starts to answer. Now, again, let me just tell you, in verse 4 through 14, he gives a panoramic overview of the balance of time. I mean, it's amazing. Just what's going to happen in the future from the time that he says this right here. And then in verses 15, he starts fleshing it from 15 on. He starts fleshing it out with some more details. Verse 4 says this. And Jesus answered and said to them, see to it that no one mislead you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will mislead many. You will be hearing of wars. And rumors of wars, see that you are not frightened, for those things must take place. But that is not yet the end, for a nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And in various places there will be famines and earthquakes. But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. Then they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you. And you will be hated by all nations because of my name. At that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. 
many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. Because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations. And then the end will come. So that, remember what they'd ask him. They'd ask him, hey, when are these things going to occur? What's going to be the sign of your coming again and the end of the age? He answers it right there. And then verse 15, he says, therefore, so he's going to give more detail. And we'll look at that later. For right now, I just want to point out a couple of things right here for us to understand. And then we'll go back and look a little more detail. I've actually done a whole series of podcasts on this uh, previous times, probably in two or three years. So it do us well to be reminded of this. Notice what Jesus says. He says, see to it. See to it. There's a role and responsibility that we have. We have to see to it that no one misleads us, okay? That no one will mislead us because that is going to happen. And then he tells us not to fear. He says, don't walk in fear. You'll be seeing things, things are occurring. We're, we're experiencing that right now with some things at the time of our recording here that are bringing fear into people's lives. Uh, people that are good, godly people that are being consumed by fear. Remember what Jesus said uh, in Matthew uh, chapter 5, 6, and 7 in the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, the first part's about the Beatitudes, but the bulk of that, particularly the last half, is where Jesus is saying, be anxious for nothing. Don't be fearful of anything. Trust in God. Rest in God. But realize some things will happen. There will be some that will try to mislead you, for instance. There's going to be wars. There's going to be rumors of wars. Nations are going to rise against nations, kingdoms against kingdoms. There's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be all sorts of things. There's going to be tribulation. There's going to be time when people will turn away, fall away. Fall away from what? Well, we'll talk about that more later maybe. And he says many false prophets. He's warning us. But look how he closes it. He says, endure to the end. The one who endures to the end will be saved. That doesn't mean that you are saved by your endurance. What it does mean is that your endurance to the end is evidence that you truly are saved. As a matter of fact, the one true evidence that you are saved, that you have repented and confessed and called upon the Lord, that you are in right relationship with God, the primary evidence of that is that you endure to the end. And you're not enduring by the flesh. because People say, well, I can't do that. I can't do that. You're absolutely right. You can't do it in the flesh. But in the Lord and empowered by His Spirit, you can. And you live the life that He's called us to live, right? Each one of us individually. And that's what He's saying. He's saying you endure to the end. That is the evidence of your salvation. And then He tells us, that the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom is going to be preached to the whole world. And then the end will come. <laughs> I love the way the Lord just sort of truncates that. And he said, oh, yeah, and then the end will come. So you see in verses 4 through 14 here again, what I said a while ago, that it literally is a panoramic overview of the balance of time from the time they ask that question until the end comes. And then the rest of chapter 24 he tells us more about it and starts giving examples uh, in parables a lot of times about what the kingdom of God is and what's going to be happening in the last days and those end times. And it really gives us insight into uh, portions of the scripture that people are really interested in. We just uh, completed this week's matter of fact, a study uh, 
on the book of Re- uh, Zechariah. We did it locally. We also do it online, which, by the way, if y'all want to join the online class, uh, keep up with me on my website. We'll be starting the new one in January. We're actually going to be doing uh, spiritual gifts. And uh, But anyway, uh, people were amazed at how much uh, Zechariah gives us insight into what Revelation is talking about. You can't understand Revelation if you don't know Zechariah, if you don't know Daniel, if you don't know Matthew 24 and 25, 1 Thessalonians and 2 Thessalonians. They give us insight into how things are timed. They give, it gives us insight into what's going to occur. That's one of the reasons these scriptures are so, so important. So let me encourage you to spend some time in Matthew 24, Matthew 25. Just go back and read it as we're going through it every day, and you'll be amazed at what the Lord will reveal to you. Uh, Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me. I'll see you the next time. Goodbye.